So you're on this album cover? Yeah, open it up. That's me to the right, sitting right right, right next oh, to me. Oh, shit. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> That's crazy. I would have yeah. never known. Like, I saw this all the time, but, like, I would have known that was you. That's wild. Yeah. mostly like hip-hop and i don't make any music at all i've tried producing beats and stuff like that for fun but i just appreciate music for what it is and i'm just a huge fan of like producers like for like mad is probably my favorite producer of all time i'm a huge fan of mad lib and jay dilla and even uh i guess more modern would be like six for logic like i think he's such an underrated producer um yeah, and and the only reason I think the only reason six is underrated is just because you know six doesn't really work with a bunch of other artists. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and so true. you know it's unless you're a hip hop head, you know you don't really know about six because he's not working with a lot of different artists. But six is definitely one of the illest in the last fifteen years, hands down. One hundred percent. Yeah, he's so ill, and then him and Bob as a combo production wise man crazy crazy like they've sharpened my sword so much as a producer you know over the past 15 years um like i i wouldn't be the producer i wouldn't have most of the placements i have today if it wasn't watching what they did you know from the ground floor you know they introduced me to uh, bob introduced me to ableton logic introduced me to label really? yeah i was using pro tools and reasons and he was the first producer to sit down and say, no, this is a better tool than all those. And I'm going to show you how to use it. <laughs> wow. That's pretty interesting. Because I, I, when yeah. I started out, like, finding out about, like, the uh, music production programs, like, FL Studio is probably the first one I bought, like, a while ago. Because I wanted to, like, become a producer. Like, in high school, that was my goal, was to be a music producer. But I just never went through, obviously. But... Um, FL Studio, then yeah, I just I bought Ableton last year just to mess around with it, and that's it's an awesome program. Like, yeah, dude. Yeah. And when I first got exposed to Ableton, even before Logic, um, it was mainly a DJ program. Like DJs really? used to do, yeah, DJs used to do remixes. You know, you know, it's it's like, and this is even before like calvin harris blew up blew up or skrillex or dave getta blew up they were using ableton way back like ableton six and five like and then like in the last couple of years and i gotta really attribute this to logic um a lot of people started using it you know uh in hip-hop and now shoot i think the only producer that i know right now that doesn't use ableton um is ill mind ill mind still uses reasons and pro tools mm -hmm. but everybody else s1 his son bond like all these producers i know they all switched to ableton because the time the time compression and time stretching in ableton is just second to none yeah yeah because i know so many people that are like they want to make music and for years they've always wanted to but like literally like the decision is like they don't know what program to use like they have such a hard time using it so 
like Ableton it, sh it just proves that it's like anyone can buy it and all you need is just like a, a laptop really to make music that's yep. all you need and people get so hung up on just like the program to use when Ableton's proven to be like one of the best if not the best uh, workstations yep. for that I agree, man. And you know, I think the the craziest thing too is like nowadays, it's so it's so easy to learn to use them. You know, it's like there's a thousand tutorials online on how to use Ableton. Yeah, and, and Ableton has some of the best canned plugins there are. Mm -hmm. I mean, the only thing that comes close is Logic. Logic's got some pretty good canned plugins, but you can take reverbs and delays that come in Logic, just the basic ones, and put them on something, and it shit sounds incredible. I'm you're in the front runners uh hoodie and that's yeah. you and your wife. Yeah. And so like how did how did this all begin? How did you get into music and everything? Ooh, that's a big question. Yeah. <laughs> so let me see where to start. Let me concatenate this a little bit. Okay. So um I was in music for years as a, as a kid, you know. I you know, I come from the era when hip hop, you know, the golden age of hip hop. So, you know, I was a break dancer a rapper and later on got into music production and singing. And then, you know, fast forward years later after having a record deal as a young kid, I was living in California in the Bay Area and I was really getting into music production. Mm -hmm. And my group had broke up, so I was the lone kind of music producer and I was looking for artists to work with. And in the Bay, the Bay had kind of started to dwindle the talent base. Cause for a minute, like in the early nineties, um, like the Bay Area, man, you know, Too Short, E-40, Be Legit, you know, RBL, like the Bay was like, hey, you could go platinum in the Bay just by selling records in the Bay. And it died off in the 2000s. And so I was looking for artists to work with and I found an artist on MySpace and her name was Drea. And, um, you know, we worked together as artists and producer for a really long time. And then fast forward, um, you know, we um, drifted apart for a while and we got back together. And that's when we actually actually ended up getting into a relationship and deciding that we were gonna start the front runners. Wait, so Drea, who you met on MySpace, is you're currently married to? Yep, 13 years. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's and I got another one for you. And I got another one for you. And then Jay Mars is our son. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Yeah, that's that's wild. That's it's just a whole music family. Yeah, yeah. Are all about music. Yeah, our youngest son Brian, he's actually the kid at the end of intermission, and I'm interviewing him. He was oh seriously? Yeah. Okay, so you, you guys have uh, written songs and produced for artists like for Logic, and I saw on your Instagram too, like Meek Mill, some yeah. other artists too. Like who? Who's been your favorite artist or a few favorite artists to work with? Of course, Logic, you know, like he, he, as we started working with him, our career catapulted, um, it really catapulted. And, you know, Bob taught us a lot of stuff, you know, Logic taught us a, a ton of stuff about production and um, we learned about, we really cut our teeth on the business with him. You know, because he had just signed to Def Jam when we started working with him. So we literally grew up with him. We were on all three of the first uh, first three albums and some singles here and there. And um, we learned everything that we do, you know, artist development, 
you know, management stuff, music business, production, just by watching him, you know. Um, so definitely he, he would be number one. And then actually the second would be, it's not even an artist, it's S1, because um, S1, he produced uh, Power for Kanye and a bunch of other stuff, Eminem, you know, um, yeah. you know, he, S is legend. He was the one that introduced us to Logic and a lot of different people in the industry. Um, he was the single cog in what we did um, that gave us the opportunity to show the world like our talent as songwriters and vocalists. Um, and uh, so I would say Logic and S1. So you helped him with Under Pressure and you also helped him with his next two albums after that. Uh, yeah. Incredible yeah. True Story and every everybody was everybody. there, right? Yeah. yeah. And I'm on the cover on the Incredible True Story. I'm actually on the cover on that one. And me and D are both on the cover on everybody. Wait, I'll be right back. I'm going to grab. I have both of the albums. <laughs> I'm going to grab them real quick. <laughs> so you're on this album cover? Yeah, open it up. That's me to the right, sitting right, right, right next oh, to me. Oh, shit. <laughs> the fuck <laughs> that's crazy people, i would have yeah. never known, like i saw this all the time but like i would have known that was you that's why yeah. that picture is indicative of like the team like the original like team where i'm gonna call it the la team because you know you yeah. had the basement team right and then when he got to la you know kevin randolph um kai you know steve bloom me mumberg limbo rhetoric you know Bobby Campbell, you know, six, you know, that was kind of like the core. That was kind of the. Yeah. I, I'm trying to like think of how to word this, but like, I, I, even for myself sometimes, but a lot of people from the outside don't realize how much work and how many people it takes to like create things for this one person for like logic, for example, or any other artists, like they can, they can release all this music and be like, Oh, like this person's such a hard worker and they make such incredible work. But then like, the people behind the scenes helping them out too, like are almost like forgotten or just not recognized. But Logic is such a, a creative artist and such he appreciates everyone that works with him. Like he just shouts out people all the time or incorporates yep. the people he loves in his music, which I think is pretty incredible. Yeah, and those and those and if you listen to those three projects, you know, this is a, a specific sonics to those projects that may have been missing you know after everybody that you just didn't quite hear and yeah. i'm super excited on what's coming next because you know we've all been working again together some of the core team and stuff and um it's really exciting to get back to some of that classic logic you know what i mean i'm super excited about it are you guys working with him on this college park is next album that's dropping. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I'm, yeah, I'm so excited for that shit. That's gonna be yeah, wild. me too, bro. I'm, I'm juiced. I like, I'm, <laughs> I'm super juiced about that shit. Yeah, honestly, like I, like man, that's uh, it's like hard to explain sometimes. Like I, I've just listened to Logic for so long since I I got into hip hop at such a young age. Like I just like getting my first oh. laptop. Um, I was in like sixth grade, so I don't know how old I was, but I, Pandora, like I know Pandora isn't like a huge thing anymore, but that's really what got me into so much music just from like one radio station. I had like a new Jabba's place or uh, station and then that just stemmed like finding logic and so much other like hip hop. 
And then also with Logic, just always referencing or name dropping certain artists or groups. Then from that, you just do, I just do research on those groups and just find so much more music too. So like Logic's definitely like a big part that got me into hip hop. Um, so that's really cool. But fuck, where was I going with that? <laughs> there is some, sometimes I zone out, man. Like it, it's like, it's, it's, it's just part of it. Like these are no, perfect. I feel you. <laughs> no, it's, it's great conversation, and I feel like there needs to be more platforms for the open stream of consciousness associated with hip hop. There needs totally. to be more open platforms where we can just talk. Because when we were growing up, you know, and I always tell Jay Mars this, you know, we got together and we were doing like hip hop. You know, hip hop was a culture. It was it was yeah. the clothing. It was hanging out at teen clubs and having DJs DJ and people were break dancing and we were yeah. bombing trains. I mean, I was bombing trains and water towers in Texas. You know, it was like a thing that we did. And I feel like hip hop today is primarily virtual. So you don't get that camaraderie. Yeah. yeah. You don't get that camaraderie associated with it. Yeah. You know, it's, I was, that's so weird. You say that. Cause I was thinking about that today. I was in my ba backyard, just like, chilling i just chill in my backyard a lot like i'll smoke or do whatever and i was just thinking yeah. about hip-hop and like it's so it is so much different like you can just become a rapper and it goes for any other type of creative field or music too but you can all you need is a laptop and like the internet and you can just make raps and write them like for i was i've been listening to this one guy who found who found me and i found him through the jay mars interview his name mm. is Gen genesis the rapper this young kid from uh new who he currently lives in new york but he just released his i think third or fourth album and he's independent and like he's just doing it by himself just as a young guy and i think mm. he doesn't have a huge following or anything like i would most people would call him underground but uh his music is just so good and like nice I don't know, it's just like the culture was so much different from like the 80s the 90s to now it's just like you were saying it's so much different and it's way different yeah. There's people that still live in the past from like that era, like the golden age of hip hop and like the beefs and stuff. I, I don't know because I'm not in the. See, the thing. I, I don't think the golden age of hip hop was during the beefs. Mm -hmm. To me, the golden age of hip hop was actually the '90s. Like, okay. like, like from like '90, like the golden age of hip hop to me was like when the Chronic dropped. Oh, okay. You know, because then it was the first time where every coast was represented in hip hop. Because for yeah. such a long time, it was literally, bro, it was just New York. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? If you went overseas, you would hear some stuff, but LA, it was, the music was different. It was more funk and it just yeah. wasn't like what we consider hip hop. And then when you take a look at 92 and the chronic dropped, and then after that, the chronic drove gangster rap, of course, and then more Southern rappers dropped, of course, uh, Outkast, and everybody had their own, it was regional yeah. sound. I love And it was movies. all done at a high level. Yeah. You had stuff coming out of Detroit, you had stuff coming out of Los Angeles, you had stuff coming out of the Bay. Like, the, the difference in sound from San Fran to LA was huge. Like, yeah. it sounded complete. yeah, it was completely yeah. different. And, you know, uh, the difference of Houston rap in comparison to Atlanta rap or Miami rap was hugely different. And so I, that that was the golden age for me from like 92 through 2010 was like, 
That's the best shit, honestly. Oh my gosh, it was, it was breathtaking. I mean, yeah. think about it. In the South, man, just in Atlanta alone, like from 2008, no, 2005 to like 2010, man, you had Gucci Man, you had Rich Homie Quan, you had Young Thug, you had all these people, and everybody's sound was different. Mm-hmm. Lil Wayne, everybody's sound was different. Early, you know, uh, Titty Boy, you know, early Two Chains, like everybody's sound was different. And that's what I miss. I miss the diversity. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, what happened? What, what changed? <laughs> well, it became fast food. It just became fast food. You know, it was, yeah. you know, the, the industry drove so much of what was happening because of the money associated with the craft, right? Yeah. Young people weren't, you know, if you take a look at Young Thug or Rich Homie Quan or those guys that came up, they'll tell you, yo, we grew up listening to like hip hop, hip hop. But as the industry got involved, that changed because now we just want what's selling. We don't want anything else. Yeah, very true. Yeah. It's, yeah. So it's more for the money, not for the art, I guess. Yeah. 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 And then, and what's so crazy is you see the artists that say, all right, screw the money. You know, I, I want to be successful, but screw the money. I'm going to focus on the art. Those are the artists that skew out of the pack. And that's Kendrick, that's J. Cole, right? That's Drake, early Drake specifically. Um, And even now Drake still skews, you know, Drake is, he is one of the best marketing researchers on the planet. Because he finds what hasn't happened yet and he goes and exposes the world to that. Yeah, to be honest, like I was, I guess I was one of those people that just never liked Drake that much. Like, I just never understood why he was so popular. And, like, mm-hmm. I, I don't hate him or anything. But then when he dropped her loss with 21 Savage, like, that album, that recent one, I think is so good. Like, I love that album a lot. Like, it's just a quality album. And then, like, yeah, they put some work in. Yeah. And just from that, I go back now to, like, listen to some of the older stuff Drake's released. Or, and it's not bad. Like, I don't, I can't hate on, I don't hate on anyone. Like, there's not anyone that just, like, have you heard his mixtape stuff? His early, have you like go way back? Nah. Yeah, go like like go way 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 back when he was a boom bap rapper. Okay, I'll check that out. Yeah. yeah, like early early stuff, Houston, Atlanta, Vegas stuff before that, before he was super polished, and you'll definitely see his impact on Logic. You'll see his impact on Kendrick. You'll see his impact. You'll see Drake's impact. You'll see, like, what he was doing, because people forget Drake was a spitter. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when when Little Wayne didn't sign him for no reason, <laughs> it's yeah. like with that Forever record. You know, there's a reason why Eminem performed Forever at his in, induct, you know, being inducted into the Rock and Roll, Roll Hall of Fame because that that's top five hip hop records of all time. Yeah. Wow. Period. I mean, yeah. Kanye, Lil Wayne, Drake, Eminem. Come yeah. on, man. Come on. I know. I love, like, oh, man. It's, it's, uh, I don't even know what I'm thinking about. Like, it just, people like to write off, like, like I, I'm thinking of Eminem right now. People like to write him off as, like, uh, irrelevant or just, like, not as good. As, like, Eminem is so fucking good, man. He's the GOAT. Hey, like, I'm going to say, yeah. he's the GOAT. Period. Honestly, 
Like, to be honest, too, like, I like his older, or his new shit, like, a lot. I mean, newer. Like, Kamikaze, that album he dropped in <laughs> 2019. Com- right. What was the one that came out before that flopped? Before that album? Yeah, that flopped. I can't think of the name of it, but it okay. flopped. It was a huge flop. Let me I'll look it up on Spotify real quick. Yeah, it was. And for him to come back with Kamikaze, I was floored. I actually waited up for that album to drop. Really? Yeah, and I hadn't done that in a really long time. We were in L.A. for a wedding, and I remember uh, it dropped. Revival? Revival. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, dude, I, I've never listened to that album. Like, I don't, don't. ever listen to that album. No, it's horrible. <laughs> It's horrible. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so horrible, man. But Kamikaze, you know, he made up for it. I mean, Kamikaze's just a masterpiece, and he did everything. He did hardcore kind of boom back rap rap stuff, and then he did radio stuff, you know, and that mm-hmm. album was one of his most balanced albums, I feel like, that I've ever heard. Um, yeah. You know, he did some real kind of real radio records that I never thought he would ever do. And he did it in a master. He did it in a very masterful way, um, and it didn't seem contrived. And I don't know. I, I just, I love Eminem, man. You know, he's still on my bucket list um, to work with, man. Um, I'm very fortunate and blessed. Yeah, I'm fortunate and blessed to be um, cool with you know his hype man and really close friend Denon Porter. Um, and um, you know, just I'm. I watched. I watched the induct. You know, his induction into the Hall of Fame, and just watching all those songs it's like that's what hip-hop is you know yeah i mean what's what's the day in the life of you like i'm so curious because i feel like you're such a hard worker but like i just feel like you're really busy like you like to be busy (laughs) i mean i could be wrong but (laughs) no you know that's what's crazy actually i've slowed down Mm -hmm. like especially over the last this year specifically the last part of this year i've slowed down quite a bit because what i found is one, not everybody has my work ethic. Um, you know, and that's any creative that I work with, from yeah. artists to songwriters to producers to videographers, any creative I work with, not everybody has my work ethic. And what I found myself doing is putting a lot of time and energy into people that may not have the same viewpoint on you know where 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 we need to get to as I do. And so what I started to do was, you know, those that match my energy, then I match theirs and then we're working. But if not, I just kind of leave it to the wayside. So I'm actually working less, but I'm working on more quality stuff. Okay. If that makes sense. I'm working on more quality stuff. Yeah. Um, But a day in my life is just pretty much, you know, um, I'm heavy on the business side now. I spend less time being creative than I than I used to. It's more business because, you know, I found, you know, like you were saying about the podcast, I found things out as I went along that, you know, without the business structure, you know, what 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 am I doing? You know, I'm just putting out music and it's sitting on these platforms, not doing anything. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to like. I because, like, I want to do podcasting, do interviews, but like, I don't want to just do this like i have so many other ideas and like creative ventures that like podcasting is just one thing i'm doing right now and i i think i always want to talk to people and get to even like a bigger platform 
and talk to this, like just other people too. But I, I just want to, from podcasting, I want that to stem into like producing videos for people and mm. have like a whole production team and just a whole like, not an empire, but like almost an empire. Just a I media company. Huh? Media co- a media company. Yeah, yeah. I want to be more behind the scenes, to be honest, but I want to have a name, like, for something I was doing, like, doing interviews, but just more than that. Like, I, I don't want to just be, like, doing a podcast, and, like, I do it, and I love talking to people, but, like, I just, I don't know. It's, fuck, what am I trying to say? Like, <laughs> There's uh, more. I, I get it. There's, there's there's more to it. Do you, you know who Nick Huff yeah. is? That sounds do really you know familiar. Nick? I, I, I don't no, know. Hard Knock TV? Oh, yeah, okay. I love, yeah, yeah. fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah, so, like, Nick, man, you know, he's got a media company now, but it started out as a as a yeah, podcast. exactly. That's, yeah, fuck. It's crazy, you know, you say you have a small following, but you know what? It doesn't matter because you have an engaged following. Mm-hmm. That's what I noticed. I'm, like, going through your stuff, and I'm like, all right, he's got people that are really engaging, and that's what I tell creatives all the time and that they don't get is that I don't care if you got five people, if you got five consistent people that you don't know, like, and see, that's the key thing. It's it's five people at a time, five people yeah, that you don't know at a time coming on, you know? Yeah, I, um, what people don't understand, like I've always had multiple streams of income. So I've had a tech company my whole music career. So I've always, and then of course, raising kids and stuff like that, I've always double dipped. And like you said, the biggest challenge for all of us as creatives, because you know, you are creative, is that we let life get in the way. Yeah. As soon as life becomes the excuse, then whatever we're trying to do will never have a chance because Mm -hmm. life's not going to stop. I tell everybody this, life is not stopping anytime soon. So if that's the excuse of why we're not posting or why we're not building our brand, then basically you're choosing life over what you're trying to achieve. Yeah. Like recently I've been interviewing musicians or artists I'm really into, but Mm -hmm. I try to interview like everyone, but like not uh, everyone, but not like, I don't want to be too congested or overwhelmed with just like anyone. Like I can't just interview anyone. Like it has to be something or someone I'm actually generally interested in and Usually everyone I talk to, it's like I hit them up because I'm like super, a super fan or like a fan of their work and like just want to know how they like did this shit or like why they did this shit or like just everything behind the whole the whole creative process basically. Right. And I because people will recommend like, oh, like, I have like this buddy who makes music like you should interview him or I have like this, this I know this guy that you should interview him. Like why? Like it's like. Once I start interviewing people, it's like people just start hitting me up for no reason to like interview like their friend. Like I, I don't get it. Like it's just so weird. And well, I feel like there's a place for that. But I would always tell the artists I'm working with, man, your goal is to connect with the people you don't know. Yeah, totally, totally. I, I'm sorry, that's where I'm at with it. It's like if you're not in today's world, it's very easy to get your 25 best friends to come out to, let's say, a music showcase that you're performing at. But that doesn't tell me who you really are. That just tells me that your 25 best friends like you. Totally, yeah. And that's not what, what I'm looking for. I'm looking for somebody that can engage with a crowd and win fans over. That's so true, very true. Right? Your podcast, I watched your podcast and it won me over. 
because I don't, you know, people hit me up all the time to interview. You are the first person in the last five years that I hit up and say, yo, I want to do an interview with you. Damn, really? That's I mean, crazy. I mean, I, yeah. Because all podcasts aren't created equal. Some people, you can tell they're not in it. It's, they're in it for the clickbait. I hate anyone to can say start a podcast, but like they, a majority of them yeah. suck. Like, yeah, ten thousand hours, man. Just remember that. I don't know if you know about the ten thousand oh, hour. Know rule. about that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's a real, it's a real thing. You're gonna wake up. You know, me and you will be talking next year at this time. You can be like, Yo, Chris, remember when I was doing this? Because man, when your head is down and you're putting those ten thousand hours in, man, don't look to your left. Don't look to your right. Just keep your head down and keep working, man. It's gonna all come out in the wash because that's what me and Drea did. Literally, Jay Mars, you know, I remember when we started saying to him, Look, man, this is gonna be hard. But I said, if we do everything right, one day we're gonna be playing your project for logic and he's gonna love it. If we do everything right, if we execute the way that we need to execute. And everything I put him through, you know, we fought, we disagreed. You know, but everything I put him through, he just stepped up to the plate and knocked it down and knocked it down and knocked it down. I'm excited to watch your, your podcast. I'll be, I'm definitely looking forward to that. It'd be awesome. Cool. I, I might have to hit you and ask you some pointers, man. Yeah, man. Any help, any, any questions <laughs> you have, I'm always down to help out people and learn as we go too. <laughs> appreciate it, man. Appreciate it, bro. I appreciate you jumping on here with me, man. Yeah, man, that was awesome. We talked for a while. This is cool. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know why I feel like I could keep going on and on. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I, could, I could easily go on, but yeah. <laughs> but definitely, yeah. Hit me up. Hit me up when you, you know when you're ready to talk promotions and stuff. Um, yeah, I got a lot I could share. I'm down, man.